step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and it is January 11th, 2023. Mm-hmm. I am here with my co-host, PK. PK, how are you doing tonight? Doing absolutely fantastic. It just feels so good to know that we're going forward to something better. That's why I'm going to see it. <laughs> and- <laughs> That's but you know good, isn't it? Yeah. The year we're in has a lot of vibrations to it, but it's a year to tap into your spiritual side. If we can really take time to think about the spiritual instead of being in such a hurry all the time, I think we might find out we've got a lot more coming to us. And it's a perfect way of looking into things that are really not quite ready to pop yet, but things that we want to know and how to make it happen. You're going to find out that we're going to tend to be more realistic this year, especially this month. But look into your faith or inspirations more clearly. You're getting messages, but we're not, we're missing that. Some of us are, let's put it that way. Because it's perfect timing for the spiritual side and the ability to learn is just all over the place right now. But at the same point in time, do remember we're still in retrograde until January 18th. So pay attention to any communications of all types, especially if you have to sign something. So also watch how and what you do financially, because that's part of what's going on this month. Next month's a different story, but for right now, hold everything close to you and really pay attention to what you see or what you think you see. Might help. And you did mention last week that... Secrets would be made known. That was one of the things you said. And look at what's happening with Biden being exposed for having those (laughs) uh, confidential documents he wasn't supposed to have, and he doesn't have the legal right to have because he had them when he was a vice president. And you mentioned that we're going to see more of that. And here there was a whole second batch they found, and that's been revealed today. So... Do you see that as ongoing throughout the year, secrets being made known? Most definitely. And that's going to be true for all of us. It's going to be the little things that are going to come out and the big things that are going to come out. But I think be careful when you point your finger because more than likely you're pointing a finger at somebody for what they've done, as we just saw with Biden. Well, it's going to come back and bite right you know where you sit. (laughs) Well, yes, that's exactly what has happened with that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I like secrets being made known. I think that's really good. Oh, interesting. It's a good novel to put together. But everything going on (laughs) this year is going to be, between now and September, is going to be very different because we're going to take some of it on the spiritual side, some of it on the learning or teaching side. And there's going to be a lot of legal issues coming up this year in it doesn't matter what type of vocation you have or what you do. There's going to be a legality that's going to pop up 
doesn't mean it's going to be negative, but there's always something that's going to keep us on our toes to pay attention. Don't just assume. Dig deeper if you need to. Don't just let it lay there. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Lots of changes. Yeah, we need some of those. (laughs) Some for the better. All for the better. One of the things that I think is most important is our spiritual side is opening up this year to to the umph degree. And you're going to find the opportunity. We're going to get those aha moments that we think don't refer to us. That's something everybody else deals with. But we're all going to be dealing with some aha moments about our spiritual side. Oh. And oh, secrets good. will be made known that we hadn't expected. And it it isn't negative. It's a positive learning tool to go forward. That's the best part. That's going to good. be interesting. Yeah, this is all sounding very, very positive. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. So tonight we have a really great guest, and we've both been talking Mm -hmm. about her all week because we're so excited to have her here. It's one of our favorite topics, medical intuition, and we have Mm -hmm. the top of the line here. We have expert Dr. Kay Randall May. She is an internationally recognized intuitive with specialties in medical intuition and scientific technical intuition for more than 40 years. Now, Kay Randall May has a Ph.D. She has a diverse background incorporating intuition, science, philosophy, religion, metaphysics, and art. She also conducts intuitive readings with clients throughout the world. I had one yesterday. I will be sharing a little bit about that. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, Kay's many publications include books on the nature of matter and energy, which directly relate to the physical reality of a multidimensional universe. Her intuitive investigations of the nature of matter form the basis for her understanding of consciousness, including telepathy and extended sensory perception, remote viewing, clairvoyance, interspecies, and transdimensional communication. Now, Dr. Randall May is Vice President and Secretary of NOMI, the National Organization for Medical Intuition, and is certified as a medical intuitive and counseling intuitive by the American Board of Scientific Medical Intuition, founded by Dr. C. Norman Sheely and Caroline Mace. Now, Dr. Randall May participated as a professional intuitive in the Kaiser Institute's Intuition Development Program led by Leland and Kevin Kaiser. Additionally, she is recognized as a professional intuitive by the Association for Research and Enlightenment, Agritasis ARE, since the 1980s. Among her work for the ARE, she co-chaired together with Dr. Henry Reed several professional psychics conferences. My goodness. We could just keep reading this resume, but I think we just better bring her on the air, okay? I think that's a good idea. Dr. Kay, yes, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Patricia, and thank you so much, PK. It's such a joy to be with the two of you. Your enthusiasm just shines through radio, and I'm looking forward to talking with you about some of these really important, absolutely astonishing aspects of reality. Well, thank you for coming on the show. You know, we've we've heard about you. You, you your reputation mm-hmm. preceded you, and it's fantastic. Everybody <laughs> said just wonderful things about your expertise, how accurate you are, how helpful your information is. And as I mentioned, I had a reading with you yesterday that was phenomenal. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but let's talk about you. So you have you have a medical, just a natural medical intuition you've had since you were a baby. Well, actually, intuition in general, because I was reared in a family here in Phoenix, Arizona, where I was fortunate enough to have a mother, grandmother, father, and grandfather all in the home. I was the only child and only grandchild. And my grandmother 
was an intuitive. She was a clairvoyant. She had been a nurse, and had she survived and been alive today, she would probably be doing much the same as I'm doing. So from the time I was quite small, she and I were playing games and doing all kinds of interesting activities, which were helping to sharpen my abilities. We never stopped and said, now this is the curriculum and this is what you're doing. It's just that (laughs) they were games and the ways that we saw the world. Wonderful. What a good basis. I can give Mm -hmm. you an example if you choose. Uh, For instance, um, I would often go with my grandmother on little trips in the in the town, and I can remember sitting with her when I was just a small child. I, I may have been in grade school, but not much older than that. And she and I were sitting, and people were coming in the mall. Grandmother would be explaining to me what the person looked like before they came around the corner. This is what this person is like. It's a man. It's a woman. It's, this is their dress. This is what they're doing. What's like. And then she would say, now it's your turn. Tell me who's going to come around the corner. And so I would just, of course, I would just use my remote viewing just naturally to see who was coming around the corner before they came around the corner. Uh, This is remote viewing, of course. We never stopped and said this is remote viewing. But Mm -hmm. these are games that she was taught by her own mother and by her mother's mother who came from Ireland. And so the... Abilities, I was told when I was small, are called the second sight. And so I was told from the time I was little that I had the second sight, and it was just natural. And, and, and which it is, by the way. <laughs> That's great to have training so early on. I mean, not only did you have a natural <laughs> gift that was in your lineage, but you also had this great training. So it was something that was so normal to you. And That's fantastic. And and here you've developed it so well. And well, obviously people are clamoring wanted, for your attention with this. <laughs> well, when I was a little girl here in Phoenix, I wanted to be a parapsychologist. And as my, my uh, in, in the first year of high school at Phoenix Union High School, we had to write an essay. What are you going to do when you grow up? And I wrote an essay about being a parapsychologist and talking to people and all this stuff. Well, there was no place in Phoenix or Arizona in general where I could study parapsychology at that time. By the time I got mm-hmm. out of high school, I couldn't study it. So I had to choose a science. And I'm not good mm-hmm. at math at all. Biology, good, solid science. And so I became a biologist, never having regretted it because this allowed me to do comparative anatomy, physiology, and my degrees, my master's and PhD are both in in biology, of course, I'm primarily studying insects, but more studying the major processes uh, that go that were going on. Um, so I don't regret having been a biologist. It probably was a better choice than if I had chosen another uh, field. Mm-hmm. Right. So this gave you an interesting uh, scientific background as well. So you were able to use both. Now, let's, and, and let's dive right in into the body, it. The physical body. Yeah, the physical right. body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you work with people, as you mentioned, you work with them over the Internet so they don't uh, have to come and see you in person anymore. This is easy to do. And when you look with your inner vision, at someone who they're obviously coming to you because they're not feeling great and they need some direction, some help, possibly traditional medicine has put them through the ringer and they haven't gotten the help they've needed. So they're stuck with symptoms, medication that creates more symptoms. And so when you look at somebody with your site, what do you look for? Is there anything in particular you start with? Oh, first, let me clarify. People don't merely speak with me about medical intuition. Medical intuition is one of my specialties. Uh, many times people talk with me because they want to know about their talents. They want to know about uh, life paths. They would like to know more okay. general things about relationships and everything. But mm-hmm. um, 
I'm not a counselor per se or a therapist, but for medical intuition, what I do, just as I did with you, Patricia, I establish my connection energetically and clairvoyantly with the individual. Ordinarily, I ask that a person send me a photo of themselves, could be a handwriting sample. Um, However, those are not truly needed because years ago when I was working with my own physician way back in the 1980s and early 90s to try and really hone my skills as a medical intuitive, I worked on close to 100 cases with my own physician just having patient numbers. And there would be nobody in the room with me. Uh, There would be other people who would be questioning me, saying, okay, what is case number so-and-so, so-and-so. But I didn't know names. I didn't know anything about the people, alive, dead, or anything. And Mm -hmm. that way, um, I would then get what I get are clear images internally. Mm -hmm. I see clearly and have then um, a clear sense. Sometimes I feel, but primarily it is uh, through inner vision or visualization. For an individual, I have set up usually a routine where I go through the energy body and the physical body, and I look at starting at the first or basal chakra, I look at how grounded they are, and then I look at their skeleton, the neuromuscular I look at the immune system. I go through and I test the different, look at the different systems. I look to see if there are any pathogens that I um, can identify or recognize. And because I'm a biologist, I'm very familiar with parasitology. That was one of my favorite classes in school. (laughs) And so I look at parasites, but not merely, you know, is it this one or that one? Is it the which one might mm-hmm. they be? And trying to get a sense of where they are in the body, what's going on uh, with them. I can give you just um, an, an example, for instance, of a case. There was a, a, a physician years ago, a few years ago, who, who came to me. I will not give you his name, uh, but he was a, a dentist, and he had had numerous cases of problems with plugged arteries, and he'd had to have several um, bypasses. But he lived a pretty um, healthy life otherwise. So when I Hmm. examined him, I could see that he had an infection of a bacterium, namely chlamydia, uh, chlamydia pneumonia, which is a very common Hmm. bacterium that causes pneumonia. And here's the, somebody who's a, a dentist up into the face, you know, of the patients, and he oh, had right. acquired that. And this oh. um, is not unfrequent, infrequent with, with uh, people who have heart problems, especially blockages. So I told him that I saw this, and uh, he went to his physician, the reading, and asked to be tested for this. And his physician tested him, and sure enough, he had it. And the physician came back to me and said, <laughs> what made you ask to be, asked, uh, be tested for that? And then he had right. to explain a little bit about how, how he had. But then he was treated for that, and to my knowledge, and that was a few years ago, he hasn't had any further blockages. Isn't that uh, so fascinating? It's, it's, yes, it's, it's a situation wonderful. where we really be specific, you know, it's and the type of, of um, information that I reach for is that type of information, which is it's helpful, actionable, and uh, specific. I can give you another That example. makes a huge um, difference. Yeah, please yeah. tell us more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was a woman that I did reading for several years ago. And, of course, this was a distance reading. I didn't touch her or anything physically. And I, with my clients, I don't know anything about them before I start. It's not like people fill out a big health form or something beforehand. Um, and so I did see that she was had some puzzles with her balance and dizziness. 
and that this was really due to a misalignment of some vertebrae, cervical meaning hmm. neck vertebra one to five. And so I suggested that she get some, some chiropractic care, specifically with somebody who does a network spinal analysis, which is a kind of chiropractic that's very specific, very gentle. And uh, she followed through, and uh, the, the dizziness was resolved. So, so those are indicators. Those are where it was really, really, um, I was going to say, a very clear-cut now, sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and, and let me define medical intuition for you. Would you like to begin there? Yes, oh, please. please. Definitely. Um, medical intuition is a field of, of practice, which is really becoming much more defined nowadays, and particularly um, through the work of NOMI. National Organization for Medical Intuition, which is an organization that is just now really coming into its own. And it's an organization which promotes medical intuition and its integration into the healthcare profession on a professional basis. Mm -hmm. It's really considered a part of the complementary and alternative medical CAM. Um, medical practices, also the complementary and integrative healthcare CIH. But medical intuition is the skill of using intuition, intuitive observation and assessment designed to obtain information from both the physical body and the biofield. Now, the biofield is also called the aura. It's uh, called this, it's this, this field around our and interpenetrating our body. And so medical intuition pertains to both the physical body and the energy body per se, but it is not, it is not diagnosis per se as a medical field would be or prognosis or saying this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And it also medical intuition as we define it in NOMI does not involve healing per se and um, certainly not unless the medical intuitive practitioner is also a licensed professional and many of them are licensed medical professionals physicians etc who are licensed and able to diagnose and prescribe a medical intuitive should not be prescribing or saying yes use this medication or that medication mm-hmm. this is a very important right. distinction to, to keep in mind. So at any rate, um, the, there often are people who use medical intuition and then incorporate them into other aspects, other skills that they have. So sometimes in my readings, I'm looking for deeper issues that might be underlying the physical issue. In the case of the dentist, it was a very clear-cut thing. He was exposed to the bacterium by his clients who were coughing in his face, and he he admitted to me that a lot of times he wasn't wearing a mask, you know, in years past. Mm -hmm. And so naturally, somebody had pneumonia or something, you know, he was exposed to it. And the the woman who had the neck vertebrae out of alignment, that was pretty clear-cut, you know. She was dizzy. Yes. The neck was out of order. Yes. She got that into a But sometimes there are deeper emotional issues that might not cause the situation. You know, there might be a physical cause, but they might aggravate it or make mm-hmm. it more tense or make it more prolonged. I'll give you an example. A woman came to me. This was in the years when people actually were coming to me before COVID and all, and she could not lift her arm above her shoulder. She came and, you know, she had what was called frozen shoulder. She came and she sat mm-hmm. down and, and was quite sad, of course. I could understand it. And she said, um, I've been to everybody and his dog. <laughs> and you're my last-ditch <laughs> effort. <laughs> and she said, um, you know, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing other than surgery. I 
actually perceived that there was an emotional component to this. And aside from the arthritis that she had and other things that were going on with that, there was anger buried in these mm. shoulders. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I said, um, can you tell me a little bit more about your home life? What's going on? Um, I'm married, okay, been married for years. Well, what about your marriage? Well, I hate him. <laughs> she was angry. She wanted to be out of that marriage, but she was trapped. She felt trapped. And so oh, she and I were, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, but I just listened to her and talked to her about possibly getting therapy, getting counseling from someone who was certified and and capable of doing that and looking at other options. And I think she came to me two or three times and ultimately she was able to lift arms because she did not feel trapped. Mm -hmm. And one more thing, and we can certainly talk about the nature of matter because we have to understand that too, so how it works. Um, Yeah, please explain that to us. Um, Other (laughs) physicians came to me and he had um, a problem of bursitis, again, a little shoulder thing. And I tuned into him and instead of seeing the deep, deep, deep tissues, I saw a bicycle. And I said, uh, how come you see the bicycle here? You know, in your shoulder. And he started to cry. He was this full-grown man, a professional man, a physician starting to weep. And he said, well, I love to ride my bicycle, but I can't anymore. My my uh, schedule is too tight. I don't have any time, and I really miss it. And so I said, well, oh. why don't you ride your bike to work, you know? He, he lived in a climate where he could do that. He thought, that's a good idea. So he started riding his bike to work, and his bursitis cleared up. So oh, my goodness. It, 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 it are often these deep, deep, deep things. So... How does this work, you asked? I didn't hear that, but maybe you're going to ask me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing you, the connections here that, that are very powerful, and you're, you're able to look inside and see uh, where these, these things are getting clogged up or blocked. And it certainly makes sense. You know, when you talk about the woman who's married and hates her husband and her, both of her <laughs> shoulders being frozen, of course, it adds up, you know, when you start looking at it with an open mm-hmm. mind and you see the connection. That's true with all of this. Very true. Very but true. Is how does the connection work? How is it that someone sitting in Phoenix can talk to somebody in Australia, as I often do, or to somebody in Canada, or to somebody across town? How does this work? And I think we have to recognize that our present state of understanding of physics and the nature of matter is rather limited. Most of us have been taught from the older perspective, the Newtonian physics perspective, that look around you. I mean, there are these physical objects, and they're there, and you're here, and you might sit on them or move them, but there's no commingling of them. And certainly, there's no commingling of your mind and somebody else's mind, right? According to that physics. But in mm-hmm. my intuitive work, it's been going on for many, many decades, where I go into deep altered state and work with a team of scientists. Um, essentially, been revealed and has come through that is that. All matter forms and then unforms and forms again and unforms billions of times per second. Therefore, there is a physical nature of matter and there's an energetic nature of the universe. And matter is formed and concentrated energy. When matter is in its pure physical phase of its existence, of course it's separate, individual. But when it is in the 
pure energetic phase of its existence, it is one, totally shared. There is no position. There's no time. There's no separation. And this is true of our thinking processes as well. We all have a brain, a physical brain. And, of course, if something happens to injure that brain or something happens to cause a problem to that brain, it, of course, interrupts our thinking processes. But there's more to consciousness than the physical brain. There is in Mm. what I have seen and what I realize in my work, there is what I call a mind field, which is this energetic field beyond the physical brain that manifests through the physical brain every time matter blinks in and out of corporeality. And that mind field has no specific place or time or limitation. And therefore, it is shared. We are all one. Mm -hmm. And metaphysics often says that. We are all one. This also indicates the possibility for different dimensions. Because this blinking race is, is called a duty cycle. And it's always the same in the third dimension. Everything in the third dimension, our dimension that we're conscious of, is blinking in and out at the same rate. But there are other dimensions <clears throat> blinking in and out at slightly different rates. So they are here when we're gone. <laughs> and so there are these My goodness. interpenetrating <clears throat> blinking rates. I have seen up to 12 levels of dimensions. And therefore, when we talk about three-dimensional beings, we are talking about those that are sharing our blink rate. But in Einstein, Rosenberg, Bridges, and other things of black holes, huge in the you know in the universe, where the where the gravity is so strong that it affects corporeality, we can go from one dimension to another. From a world from 3D into 4D, if we want, or otherwise, and so it's absolutely this. Um, I call it saltatory progression, meaning jumping progression, where others in other dimensions, other sentient beings in other dimensions, can come from one dimension to another, and that's. You know, that explains a lot of observed kind of propulsion. But we're not here to discuss yeah. that. We're here to discuss medical intuition. Well, no, well, we can, <laughs> but, but it's helpful to hear no, that. We, we yeah. often walk down yeah. that road uh, during our show and after our show. Um, but I think it's so important for people today to know about your work and the work of NOMI and that there are alternatives because. I mean, we speak to people every day, Kay, that are mm-hmm. so frustrated with their health. I mean, it seems like we're seeing people that are having um, exposure to many more viruses, flus, whatever, and they're getting sick a lot more. And right. it's very frustrating for them. Then sometimes it turns into other things, whether it be autoimmune disease or cancer. It's it's very uh it's it's very disturbing, obviously, when you get a diagnosis like that. But one of the questions I have for you about this this field of exploration is this. Do you find, because I know everybody's different, all right? Everybody's an individual. Everybody's going to have uh, different things that provoke them into illness. But have you seen any patterns with cancer or patterns with heart disease or patterns with autoimmune disease, any particular things that keep popping up over and over again on other levels? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, when, when we look at, um, when I look at cancer, often I'm looking at not only the chakra system, but also at the levels or layers of the bioenergetic field, because we not only have these chakras, which are these whirlpools of energy, we also have layers of the 
energetic field, the bioplasmic field. That layer which is closest to the body, for instance, called the etheric. And then, of course, we go to the emotional, the mental, the astral, and all the way out. These are actually zones in the bioplasmic field. When they are disturbed, they can be disturbed through many, many processes, trauma and all kinds of intrusions into the energy field. And then it often leads to disturbances ultimately in the physical body. The energy body changes first, and then the physical body does, the most dense part of the physical body. Mm-hmm. We have to look to digestion that I believe with some of the, uh, I agree with some of the earliest uh, physicians that all health begins in the gut. Absolutely. And if the foods we're taking in are not energetically whole and they might have been altered one way or another or they are just pretty to look at but they're not energetically complete, then we have deficiencies. But, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned people are getting more ill. <laughs> Actually, if, if you were to be a time traveler and to go back 300 years, you would find that there were very few people older than 35 or 40 years of age because most okay. people died before that time. So people hmm. died in those times from things that you and I have survived, like abscessed teeth and things like that because there were no antibiotics sure. and other. Right. They had purer food if they had the food, if they could get it, but often they couldn't get it. And, uh, you know, people didn't know to wash their hands and such. So uh, people were not as healthy as you might think. Nowadays, my gosh, it's not unusual to find people who expect to live to be 100, like I do. I expect to live to be 100 and be healthy and happy. And uh, one of my greatest mentors, Dr. Gladys McGarry, um, PK, you may have heard of her here in Arizona. Dr. Gladys is an MD and, and a holistic MD and regular MD. Mm-hmm. She's 102 years old. 102 years old. Ah, and the woman is amazing. So, um, amazing. You, you know, all I can say is that people are living longer, therefore they have more rates of cancer than they did, you know, in previous years. And Mm -hmm. it's true, the foods have changed. People need to be more aware. You just need need more greens. My motto is, if it's green, eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Plenty of chlorophyll and plenty of greens and minimize uh, some of the protein sources, which I think have been you know, over-manipulated, like beef, et cetera. Right. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It's, so when you, you look at somebody, as you you looked at my energy system yesterday, and you can tell how high or low functioning each chakra is, and then that's going to make that's right. a difference in their health. So mm-hmm. you, can, you were giving percentages about that and what needed to to improve and what was passable. I was, also looking, <laughs> I was also looking at your tissue. I was looking down to the level of the histology, that is the cells. Um, the type of I do is called micro-psi, M-I-C-R-O-P-S-I, micro-psi. I work with some people down to the level of the genes, not just the chromosomes, mm. but the um, So... We're talking about, you can use remote viewing, down to the molecular level. And in my scientific and technical work, I'm constantly working colleagues um, at the level of the subatomic particles so that I'm looking at, for instance, um, electrons that when I was a little girl, I was taught electrons were fundamental particles. There wasn't anything smaller. I now know that some electrons have three what are called gravitons in them, and some have four. And there's a big difference that you can do with these things if they have three or four. Just, in other words, it explains gravity, explains 
magnetism explains all these things when we see down to that level. So when I was looking at you or any client that I look at, I'm looking at, do these tissues look like what I think they should look like? What do these tissues look like? And and when I say look, intuitively, clairvoyantly. Now, getting back to the cognition, how how does this work? I am through many, 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 many years of practice and and work with this, I've learned how to blend my energy with the energy of the other person. And we have to think about ethics, only with permission and only when it's approved and never any other time. And you essentially merge so that then I bring that into my consciousness. This is a step that has to be learned by someone who's working with us. I also want to clarify with NOMI. NOMI, uh, the National Organization for Medical Intuition, is not a referral uh, organization. In other words, they don't find medical intuitives for people. It is a trade board for people who are working as medical intuitives or studying medical intuition. So it's about medical intuition and bringing it into the world of medicine, but not a referral place where you would go and try to find the medical intuitive. <laughs> okay. But if right. You are, oh, that's see. good. Mm-hmm. It's Makes about good it, sense. You'll find about, mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I really enjoyed in my reading with you, Kay, was just as we were talking before again on the air, I think it's very powerful to have someone like you be able to give this information and if you're mm-hmm. open to it, the healing begins with that knowledge. So as soon as you shared certain things, I could feel already I was taking in the information and feeling adjustments that were positive adjustments, just based on what you were saying, which I recognized to be true. So that in and of itself made a difference, just that. It, it, Before it, I it, it is did the other thing. To understand things is, is, is empowering, and that helps to reduce stress. But also yes. recognize when I am connecting with somebody, even that action of intuitive connection also produces a bit of what's called harmonic resonance. And I really enjoyed what PK was talking about. And she's talking about this year bringing us into greater spiritual recognition because um, I think we are growing in harmonic resonance Mm -hmm. in the universe, truly understanding more about the universe and about the very nature of of humankind. And this is empowering. This knowledge is empowering and should be comforting to people. Yes. And I think I really had a great aha moment with you when we were talking about stored trauma, how you know, trauma gets stored in the body mm-hmm. and it, it becomes uh, very detrimental as that continues on through the years until it's released. And we Absolutely. were talking about how, yes, how, how that affects lots of things. And for me, it, it also affected digestion. And then we were talking about the actual stored trauma, and what we were saying is, well, it, it's something that's absolutely indigestible. When something happens mm-hmm. that's traumatic, lots of times it's very difficult to digest it. There's no framework mm-hmm. for it. It's shocking. It's something that, you know, you can't really talk about easily, but it has that effect. So I can see where so many people today have digestive issues. I mean, they've talked, what are we talking about here? IBS, we're talking about Crohn's disease, all these labels that are on very painful um, intestinal Definitely. situations. And, and yet, when you, you know, you look back and you identify the trauma where it started, it makes total sense that it would affect the digestion and upset the digestion. So even on that level, just, just that connection was, was very powerful mm-hmm. to understand that. I think I think we need to recognize as a culture that trauma itself and uh, fear is addictive, 
and it is something which is not entertainment. However, uh, all of us are exposed to different levels of trauma, and the trauma has different long-lasting implications. But aside from the trauma you experienced and what we talked about in your reading, I'm talking about just in general, when you think about the level of, of trauma that comes to us through the news, comes to us through mm-hmm. entertainment, um, not just around Halloween, although Halloween is really, really distressing, I think. Um, and people think, oh, it's just fun. It's just fun. Really? <laughs> it's yeah. Trauma is additive, just like grief. It's additive. So it's very important for our culture to wake up and smell the roses about the nature of removing trauma. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And not building it back up again. Yeah. That's right. So it was very, very interesting. This, this, you know, this whole experience of identifying certain areas that were, were troubling my whole system. And then Mm -hmm. I appreciated the suggestions that you made for trauma release and you also brought up a couple of supplements I could look into. And then we talked about amino acids, which I really enjoyed. And I had had some good success with powdered amino acids. And you had actually mentioned earlier on in the reading that the amino acids had not been, they had been clumping up, but they had not been assimilated very well. And so I found right. these, mm-hmm. again, uh, these powdered ones had mm-hmm. worked great, and I started talking to you about it. And then I said, I've had the feeling, this is what I love about working with you, I had the feeling that there were some amino acids that would be more beneficial to scleroderma, which I've had for, what, 13, 14 years now. And you had me look at the the list because I had a list in front of me on my computer, you didn't, and number the amino acids, which I did, and then you tuned in and you found two of them, number five and number 14, mm-hmm. and you said these are the two mm-hmm. to look into. And obviously, you know, you, you helped me with the caveats, don't take too much, you know, you've got to figure out dosage and things like that with your professional team, but... That was really fascinating because when I looked those up, and they were not common names like lysine or methionine or any of those. It was the two that were rather different. And when I looked them up, they were right on the money for scleroderma. So that was fascinating. And I really liked the fact that you were so flexible to work with me on that. And I'm looking forward to doing some experimentation to see how far I can get with these particular amino acids. Actually, one turned out to be a nucleic acid, which is a little different, but I'm very excited about the possibilities with that. So thank you. Absolutely. Uh, It's my great privilege. The process that we used is one which I have developed over the years uh, whenever well, there's an a opportunity to make a choice among various things. I don't necessarily want to know what they are. The, as long as the other person that I'm talking to knows what they are, then I mm-hmm. tune into you and through you in using pure intuition, uh, we, we get to the, the number of the one or the letter corresponding to the one. See, the, the processes we use to answer questions are often have to be evolved by the practitioner um, himself or herself. And I've been doing this for many, many years with trying to get to specific answers. And a lot of the specificity has come through my work in scientific and technical intuition because there you have to be very, very spot on specific. And so I've had to learn how to, how to fine tune my clairvoyance, the microsite in order to, uh, try to get to uh, to answers. Can you give us some examples of how you work with your technical intuition? You talk. What is that? What are you doing with that? Oh, um, if you look 
on I gave you a list of my books and publications. Right. And we, we should post that a, too. A public you have a yeah, publication we will. list. Mm-hmm. And you also have a book, Inner Visions of Matter and Subtle Energy. That book is based on hundreds and hundreds of of sessions in which those pictures that are in there are drawings that I made while under deep in deep altered state. Um, showing the very oh. nature of that. And then in that one article which you have that I sent you, um, that yes. people, I presume, can find my website, www.krandallmay.com, and they can look to my publication. Yeah, just C-A-Y. so they know, it's C-A-Y-R-A-N-D-A-L-L-M-A-Y.com. Okay. Uh, but that is a published article by one of my scientific team about some things that we invented together. One of them was uh, mm-hmm. something about a, a an, an oil that carries electricity, which most oils don't. Another one, uh, a certain formulation that could be used in batteries, that electrical formulation, that a, a different mm-hmm. chemistry, all of this kind of thing, all of these having been tested. You know, so and a lot of the things that I do, of course, are proprietary, so I can't talk about them. Uh, but <laughs> right. essentially, we're talking about very specific machines and processes. Um, uh, but the medical intuition has been improved. My medical intuition access has been improved by my work in the scientific and technical intuition. And, uh, so it's a uh, is they go hand in hand in glove, so to speak. So somebody could come they, to you and say, "I'm working on this particular invention," and you can help them with that. If they, you know, it usually wouldn't be in one session. It might go over a series of sessions. We'd have to work it out. But uh, absolutely, uh, sometimes they don't want help. They want somebody to just you know, figure out some way to make things mm-hmm. stronger. Um, someone mm-hmm. came to me and said, how do we make, make diamonds stronger? And I I went into Ultra State and told him how to do that. And he said, oh, well, we already know that. Well, well okay, but I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. All righty. <laughs> you know, so it's <laughs> I was probably at the end of the program, but I wanted to tell you uh, the one reading that I did, or which I did many years ago, which was the most, I think, inspiring for me. Did you want to know about it? Definitely. Yes. Well, we have plenty of time. I gave us extra if we needed but, it, so please go ahead. Because it fits in with what PK was saying also. Uh, Years ago, when I was working with my physician, and I had the numbers, and um, I, nobody in the room with me, the physician was never in the room, and I was in an altered state, so I was not looking at anybody. And they gave me this one number, and I couldn't see the individual like I usually do. Instead, I saw a brilliant light, I mean bright, bright light in my inner vision. And I said, all I see is this bright light. And I was told then, intuitively, um, that this person is in remission, pairing a party for her. She is very happy. And that's what I said. And then they wrote it down and transcribed it, sent it to the physician, and he graded it wrong. He said, it's wrong, 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 because everybody I sent these numbers over, they're all very ill. Okay, okay. And he called a few days later and he said, when was it that you did this? And I told the time, he said, he had passed right before that. Nobody else knew. She oh. didn't know, nobody knew that she had passed. She passed of ovarian cancer and I saw oh. the light. Oh, my oh. And now, a lot of scientists. A lot of scientists say, oh, that light is nothing but hypoxia. You know, the brain has just got low oxygen. It's just, you know, when people describe going through the tunnel and all that and coming back, it's just illusion. It is not. I saw it 
I'm an intuitive. I didn't die. I didn't have a near-death experience, but I saw the light. And they, sure, exactly. she was in remission. She was dead. And she, they were preparing a, ta- a, a party for her. And she was very oh, happy. Wow. And to yeah. me, that was oh, the goodness. most valuable reading because mm-hmm. it takes away all fear of death. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. My goodness. All it oh, was my was goodness. Like a blinding light inside my head. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I can say that wasn't hypoxia because I was not hypoxic. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You saw something that was very real. Oh, now, does, very with real. that light, that with that light, does every single person who dies go through that? I don't know. Hmm. How would I know? I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> All I know okay. Is well, I thought it was. I thought it was a good question. All I can tell you is that because woman it's, did. K is the spelling of your first name, a family name, or how did, because of yeah, the C instead it's of the K. Name my grandmother had, uh, my great-grandmother chose that, my great-grandmother from Ireland. It's Winifred Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. My first name is Winifred, uh, and nobody calls anybody Winifred anymore. So uh, my well, grandmother was Winifred Catherine, my mother was Winifred Catherine. <laughs> I'm Winifred Catherine. Even my mother, my father's mother, was Winifred. <laughs> For heaven's oh, sake. So I, 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 kept, I kept getting a, a flip here on the name, and that's why I had to ask, because that's, that's my forte, looking at the spelling of things. And I kept, there's something, it gives you good communication skills, but there's something else underneath it. That's why I had to ask. Okay, now I feel better. <laughs> right, it's because nobody calls anybody Winifred anymore. And everyone well, in the family was very excellent. Grandmother was Win, mother was Winnie, and I ended up being Kay because they ran out of shortening names <laughs> for Winifred. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, goodness. What an exciting life Butter. you lead. <laughs> Yes, for I sure. Pyramid. I am self-actualized. Uh, I I love my life. I'm a joyful person because I'm a minister. And, uh, I get to minister <laughs> and um, get to paint and and do all kinds of fiber arts and that kind of thing too. So Wonderful. it's a um, yeah, it's it's a. It's a hoot, guys. It's a hoot. It really is. <laughs> but I appreciate having a chance to meet both of you and to talk to you and and to talk a bit about the real nature, the deeper nature. Mm-hmm. Of- so and I want to tell everybody again your your website. Your website is K spelled C A Y. R-A-N-D-A-L-L-May dot com. So if you want to set up your own session, private session, with Dr. K for medical intuition or anything else, because as you see, there's a wide range of of topics to bring to Kay's door and have her help you with them. That's the website to go to, and you can set up your sessions with her from there. I highly recommend that you do that. Anybody who is struggling with any health issues or has technical questions or other questions, just as Kay mentioned earlier in the interview, just about your life in general, relationships, everyday life, et cetera, Mm -hmm. family, then get a session with Kay. Very, very enlightening, very much worth the uh, the time and effort to, to take a deeper look. Definitely. So thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. K. This has been so helpful, so enlightening. and Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to have you back and and talk about more (laughs) of this. Obviously, we could talk all night about this, right? And, again, I know our audience has been wanting us to bring a really great medical intuitive onto the show, and we were lucky enough to meet you. So, again, many thanks for joining us this evening. And thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate meeting you and having an opportunity to talk about these topics, which to me are really fun to talk about and explore. They really are. For sure. 
Yes. And I think maybe next time we'll have you back when you have some time. We'll talk about this interdimensional connection. So that's a big one for us. We'd love to do that. Interspecies communication, which is not only the species like your cat, dog, your goldfish, but um, the (laughs) interdimensional species as well. We are not alone in the universe, guys. There's no wasted space. No, nope, that's for sure. If we think we are, we're absolutely. In yeah, <laughs> that's true, PK. We're in big trouble, we think like that. But thank goodness we don't. So this has been great, and we'd love to have you back to talk about interspecies communication. So we'll be back in touch to see when it suits your schedule and. In the meantime, everybody, we'll be back next week with another great show. We are going to be broadcasting live a little bit earlier to accommodate the schedule of our guest, who is Bishop Long. He's going to be coming to talk about all the exciting work he's doing. You'll be very intrigued with what he's up to. So we'll be broadcasting uh, 6.45 to 7.45 p.m. Eastern Time Mm -hmm. next week. So be sure to join us. And until then... We will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.